guys. Welcome to Q and Anime. It's your girl Quinn. And your boy Chris. Oh my goodness, y'all. I'm s I am do not know how to tell y'all that I'm just, I'm kind of I'm very excited to finish this Tokyo Ghoul this week. This <laughs> journey of Tokyo Ghoul. Thank thank you guys for staying on this ride for as long. We we know it's four episodes on one anime. Yeah, it's been a long journey, but we just wanted to really kick off the show with something that we enjoyed and we can be enthusiastic about until you know it comes to the other shows that we speak of. And you know we are we're all going through the journey together, and we can analyze it and do all that fun stuff together. Um, so we. Also, are going to be doing movies as well. Like, I don't know if I should tell y'all. Yeah, I should. If you want to. So, as I've said, today is the final episode. We're finishing season two of Tokyo Ghoul. So, today, this episode will be our last episode on that series. Um, if we did, me and Chris discussed, if anyone does want us to finish the last two seasons... Um, we'll definitely we can do that for you on Patreon. And if anyone wants us to set it up, we'll do it. And you just have to inbox us or email us. Same tag Q and Anime Pod um, at Outlook.com and on Instagram and Twitter. If you want the goods, you gotta pay the coin. You gotta yeah. pay the coin. But we'll definitely do it. You know, we'll make it special. So if anyone wants to do that, we'll definitely do that for you. You know, it's just um, something for for just you. You know. A little private, a little private review and analyzation just between us, between friends. Because I mean, you've been with us this far. I consider you guys our friends. Yes, and I do want to just be clear so no one feels like you know we're just leaving you hanging. The last two seasons of Tokyo of Tokyo Ghoul are completely different. It's still related. You still follow the same characters. More characters, actually. And more characters get introduced, but I'm telling you, it's... It's a it's, different ballgame. It's, it, it's, it's got a different feel to it. Yeah, it's definitely a whole different show to me, honestly. Um, so I think that if you do enjoy, if you have enjoyed um, the show, and us and talking about the show so far, that you should go ahead and um, watch those two seasons as well. But we won't be talking about it unless, you know, those people want us to. Um, So, (laughs) I will tell you, next week, we're going to watch a movie. Um, We're going to do Kiki's Delivery Service. Classic. Right. Something cute. Something I think is cute. I've never seen it before. So, I will enjoy watching it. I'm sure I will have... um, a lot of things to say about it and ask Chris a lot of questions about it because I probably won't know what's going on, but you know, that's just me. That's um, just how it is. And before we start, we I do want to say that going forward, we're probably not going to be doing any other big series or, you know, with a bunch of episodes, a bunch of seasons and everything because i uh, we really wanted to start off with something that we thoroughly enjoyed so it could be, you know, have that energy while we discuss this with you. But going forward, we're probably going to do lesser known or more um, single season or double season anime going forward. Well, when we started this, we always said we weren't going to do like the mainstream types of shows anyway we're, we're kind of more like offbeat and quirky um types of shows which i guess someone might consider all enemies that but um you know just not the regulars like we ain't doing no dragon ball z no one piece no except for the movie we Pokemon. probably now, do, we'll do, do, some the, do the new dragon ball um, movie coming out sailor moon all love to all those things but I think it's time, like, I'm sure there's so many different podcasts who talk about those shows. Um, and you, should, you guys should listen to them after you listen to us. So, yeah, let's <laughs> Let's. We're, we're your favorites. Let's go ahead and 
finish out this season, y'all. Where did we leave off last week, baby? We left with Kaneki getting his ass whooped and uh, Kasla and deciding to uh, eat a couple of ghoul corpses that were laying around. Yes, this dude, Kaneki, is uh, a cannibal. Um, he eats other ghouls. And when we leave off, he's eating the other ghouls around the prison, Kachlia, the ghoul prison. And he ends up running into Shinohara. Um, Shinohara is one of the doves. He's part of the CCG, and he's part of the special team that is hunting the ghouls. Um, well, basically, in in a war with the ghouls. Oh, um, you know, he was assigned. Hunting. He was assigned to the team I for like. Um, no, no, no. He he was on the the one eyed owl extermination. Okay, yeah, we do, but he has to not take Right, 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 yeah. But I meant Aviary Tree. Right, but, um, yeah, so Mr. Shinohara. Shinohara. But there is a reason why Kaneki is eating other ghouls. Yes, and that is because um, Kaneki is turning into a Kakuja. Yeah, a cockajah. A cockajah, which is a ghoul that transforms. He transforms his cognate and it covers his body. It's like a cognate armor. Okay. So I'm reading from my notes because when I was watching it, I was like, and I'm reading, I'm like, am I writing this because that's what happened? Or is that literally the definition of a cockajah? I mean, they're both this one and the same, though. That's what happened, but it is the definition of a cockajah. Okay, um, so yes, yeah, she know. So he's basically he shows this when he meets up with Shinohara and, and Kashiga, right? Like when yes. they um, so come after, face to face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after Kaneki gets his ass and says, "I need a power up," and he starts eating people, um, his Kagane does go through that transformation. And what do you remember? What was special about his Kakaja? I don't. The way the the shape, the form that it took. It, How can you tell me? Yeah, it, it, it turned into a centipede. Yes. Okay, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and remember the centipede from what two episodes ago, or less? Yeah, two episodes yeah. ago that went in his ear when he was getting tortured by Jason, the um, Asian redheaded centipede that we talked about. Yeah, it, it all it all comes full circle. His cockajah now is shaped like that doggone centipede. And he actually gets the name they nicknamed him the centipede because of it. Which uh it kind of it kind of gives you a glimpse into the mindset of Kaneki, because after he developed um his cockajah, he loses his mind. Right. Even more. Even well, yeah, even more. He brought really all that together since you know he got tortured to begin with. I mean, he wasn't all that together when Reese <laughs> got through with him. Hey, hey, especially because he lost his organ. Exactly. I did a fight. <laughs> so, um, oh, the fight. So him. Well, what happened? I know they start fighting. He's whooping his ass at first, right? He's whooping mm-hmm. um, no, I think, I think, first, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he didn't lose that. Um, he actually ended up, um, he didn't kill Shinohara, but he started to eat his little armor. His archa. Yes. I believe we spoke about this before, guys. You know, the CCG, the doves, carries around briefcases. the briefcases full of the cognomies of the ghouls that they have killed. And they turn them into these things called Queen K's, and it becomes their weapon that comes from the ghouls that they kill and they carry. Yeah. Yeah, so, Sheena Hart has a special one that actually was developed from a ghoul's Kakuja, mm-hmm. and they called it an Arda. And it's like an armor, like around his body, to basically kind of protect him from the ghoul hits. It doesn't damage him. Doesn't damage him and kind of increases his abilities like a ghoul thing. 
But at the cost of the armor eating them stuff. Right, because it has different levels to it. Like you can turn it up yeah. to, and if it goes up high enough, that shit is like eating him alive. Right. Inside. So, so you know, great, great, um, high risk, high rewards. Very fucking high risk. <laughs> Got to get them gained some kind of way. But so after um, Kaneki with his newfound strength, uh, fucking obliterates Shinohara. We got our man Alman walking up to the spot. Mm-hmm. Coming face to face with Kaneki again. Mind you, this isn't their first time coming face to face. Kaneki and um, Alman have a, I guess, kind of special bond. bond. But it, it's weird though. It's not like you, a good bond at but all. But when you're watching it and then you see Amon <coughs> start questioning Kaneki and stuff, it's like it's clear Kaneki is not in his right mind. Like, he's not, nowhere near the person that you first met that was like, oh, you know, ghouls and people need to be together and shit. Right, so they come to face-to-face. I'm on talking to him. He's like, oh, you're just a monster to me now. Because Kaneki ends up eating that Arta off of, um, off of Shinohara. Like, he's just, he's just a ghoul eater. Like, that's part of a cognate, and that's from a ghoul, so he was just Eating that off of him, like, dude is wild and crazy. Like, for real. But yeah, I'm, nevertheless, Amon walks up and him and Kaneki kind of start going back and forth. And they do fight um, a little bit, but it's not really not too bad. It's nothing too special. They exchange blows. Um, Amon said his little thing to bring Kaneki back to. Back to his senses, and then we go on. Um, I don't think there was anything else worth note in the evasion after really. that. It, it kind of gets better. I kind of wanted to move on to the relationship between um, Shinohara and Juzo, oh, actually, because that will help us transition to... What happens next when Connie called it? Um, sorry. So Connie then after the fight, Connie ends up going to visit Anteku after they leave the Kashlia fight. Um, he ends up talking to the old guy, Yoshimura. Yoshimura, the one-eyed owl. The one-eyed owl. As we learned, yeah, we did learn about that a couple weeks ago. So. <clears throat> They don't really show the conversation that they end up having. No. That we just know Kaneki visits them. The more important part is a little while after Kaneki visits them, Juzo and Shinuhara visits the coffee shop. And from there, I feel like is when everything takes like a steep turn. Do you remember how they got that tip? How did they get that tip? I think it was... Some were, asshole gave it to them. It was talking to somebody, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's a nice little coffee shop that uh, we need to see. It was one. It was another ghoul or someone who told them, or someone who knows about it. Was it the, them all. Was it um the priest that was underground, or was it somebody else? I, I really can't remember. I don't remember. But some, some somebody snitched on um on Teku. Um, basically let she know how to know that ghouls was running it. But to him, well, he knew Kaneki was connected to it. And so he felt of course, if it's up to the CCG, anything associated with Kaneki, it must be part of the Algiri tree. Because they just trying to find connections. So they're assuming that Anteku is part of the whole Algiri tree thing. Or you know what? They probably just didn't care. They just know they're ghouls. So and you have war with ghouls, so they trying to shut down the whole thing. Um, but I want y'all to understand the relationship between Juzo and Shinuhara, um, and that can probably explain about some things that are going to happen later. Um, so Ju- let's talk about Juzo first, All right? Just briefly, we talked about Juzo before. I wanted to. Probably one of my favorite of the CCG. Not nah, he is my favorite um dub member. He's like the young youngest. He's the youngest member of CCG that we know of. 
Um, and Juzo and Shinohara's backstory basically is together. Um, so Juzo was raised by <laughs> this ghoul lady called Big Madam. Big Madam. Can you tell us a little bit about Big Madam? Without going into seasons three and four. I mean, you can tell a little bit just about her background. Okay, well, Big Madam was uh, part of um, the Gold Dinner Society Association, whatever. The, they had a Gold restaurant. Yeah, the Gold restaurant, that's it. Um, you know, where Skiyama was king mm-hmm. as the gourmet. This has been going on for quite a bit. And Big Madam used to have be in charge of um training the butchers uh-huh. and she uh took a liking to little juzo mm-hmm. and uh kind she of kept him as a pet pretty yeah. kind of pretty much trained um, him up you know made him into a bull killer machine trained him she abused him and used him yeah to kill humans like she trained him to basically kill kill humans at the ghoul restaurant um so but points. Exactly. he had to get with these things called good boy points. And he wanted these good boy points so bad. And he got those by what killing the humans. Um, and that but I don't know if it was really good because he was rewarded by getting abused, right? Right. That's why he had all this like he basically he found the pain pleasure pleasure in pain. And that's why the boy's crazy and sticking the head. Reoccurring theme in this show. Yes. But one day, the Doves, CCG, invaded the Bull restaurant. And uh, basically, Shinohara ends up saving um, Juzo. And I, I want to say he raised him. Basically. And I just saw, I, we only saw like him being like trained with the CCG, but I'm assuming he like raised them like he. Oh, I'm pretty sure, them. like because he didn't have anybody else. But that that reminds me, I did want to ask you a question. Yes. So we know that there is a ghoul prison. We've known that ghouls have been captured, but it, it's I never understood why some ghouls get killed and others are like arrested and everything. Right. Uh, so that kind of threw me off. Well, I guess it's not more, it's not a question, more of an observation. It's like what determines who gets arrested and who gets who gets killed. That's true. I mean, I guess maybe depending upon the agent, because I feel like just like in real life, some cops are just ready to kill and some just want to capture. So maybe there were some who. But it was a lot of fucking ghouls in that prison. It was a lot of ghouls, but and I, some of them are. S rated, double S rated, A rank. Are you meaning like I feel like your question is more so like how did they get caught? That's like mean. how did because uh, like person because big big madam in the in Juzo's backstory she didn't get killed. I don't know if she escaped or if they captured her, but oh yeah, that's true. But I don't think so. I think when the Dubs invaded, that all the ghouls had ran out, but um. Okay, let's take um, Josh, um, um, Yamari, Jason. We know he got captured. At some point. At some point in the past, he got captured. But that, that's what I'm saying. Like, what, what determines if we'll capture him or murder him? <laughs> like I said, I feel like it depends on the the agent. Because it, so, like, the fact that they just have a prison for ghouls is like, well, that's weird. It is weird, but I guess for the ones who get captured, it, it works for them. But I'm look like nobody up in there right now. I mean, duh. <laughs> um, so back to what's happening. So, like I said, Shinohara and Juzo also end up visiting um, Anteku, the coffee shop. And basically, Shinohara kind of lets it known that they're coming for him. Like, he doesn't. Say it straight out, but right, right, right. And him talking to them, he basically that, um, knows like him meeting, it's about to go down. Like, yeah, that kind of um, sets the tone, sets the the moving parts in motion of what's about to happen in the like last three three episodes at this point. 
because now they know that they have a place where these ghouls are, and some there there are some strong ghouls there, which I, I believe they do know that Yoshimura is the one eyed owl, so that just yeah puts well, them I feel like they basically figured it out right. So at this point, what we have we have them planning the raid on on Teku. And then I think Kaneki had um, this conversation with uh, Yoshimura. Also had his little reunion with Toga. Um, then we get Yoshimura getting Toga and Hiname to move with uh Well, that's what I was going to say. Yomo. So after that visit, everyone knows it's about to go down. Um, the members of Ateku start preparing for there to be a war. So yeah, they send Toka and um, Hiname away with um, with Yamo, Hine, with Yamo um, so they can go be safe there because he know they come into the coffee shop. Um, yeah, the CCG, they prepare to go in and take down the owl. Um, and like this is like, was it like the next night after they came? I almost feel like after they visited, because it, it went down been, pretty quickly. But not, I don't think it was the next night. I think it had been a couple nights because you know they had to get everybody that was part of it to sign oh, yeah. their last will and testament. Uh-huh. And um, so they like so that a couple nights later, um, they're moving in, and they go to Anteku thinking they're. I feel like they thought, like I said, I always feel like they thought it was part of Algeria Tree, but I don't think they really cared. They just knew it was ghouls there. Um, and it's kind of it's kind of sobering, maybe borderline sad that little their last interaction between Yoshimura and uh, Shirahara when they yeah. had the last cup of coffee. Yeah, the devil ate and the black dog, as we call it. Oh, call man. It. that Like, that whole scene, like, you know, shit is about... They they thought that they weren't going to make it. Right, right. Like, they definitely went in with the intent of... We're not going to make this, it through. Yeah, this is the end. Which I respect. Um, they The backstory for them is that um, they were some terrible ghouls, basically, yeah. back in the day. And they did a lot Ooh, of shit. shit. And I guess the old guy, Yoshimura. Yoshimura, went and talked to them and tried to bring them into Anteku. Because remember, even though Anteku, they're all ghouls, they try to be ghouls in an ethically great way. And so he like brought them in. You know, they worked at a coffee shop and they did settle um, their differences. But they went into this battle with the intent of it's okay if we die. We're basically paying for all the right. all the wrong that we did. Which y- Yoshimura single-handedly like stabilized the twentieth ward. Exactly. Um, hmm. So <laughs> when 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 the CCG pulls up to Anteku, the Devil Eight and the Black Dog are there waiting for them. You know, they drop down on them. And like, look. Yo, they they did go in on their ass. Like, oh, well, you know, before that, they had the little walkout. Mm-hmm. Like, um, that that was badass. When when they were walking out on uh, Tanku, the actual um, I can't think of the names, but the dude and the girl lady that was actually working there, the leaders of um, the, the Devil Apes and the um, yeah, I thought they flew down. No, no, no. Their gangs did. Oh. Uh, um, but so, yeah, th- this is what set the, the whole battle of the 20th Ward. So we got the devil, the devil apes um, going in, got the black dovers going in, and then uh, not to be outdone, the CCG release uh, some of their more powerful fighters. Mm-hmm. To take out, uh, and so that's when their powerful fighter comes out, Yoshimoto, the one eyed ghoul, comes down and he's like, Look, he come down and they looking at him. It's like, Okay, so what y'all gonna do? Because, as just remember, this is like a war, 
like different areas. It's like different battles happening all over the twentieth right. ward. Like there's different stuff going down. You got the white out. I mean, the one out. The one night out. What's white out? Is that what's that? The oh, that's a um, umbrella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different show. Different show. Um, so the one night owl swoops down. They having a battle over there with him. The devil ate over there having a battle. The black dog people in one corner having a battle. And who is watching from afar in a build on top of a building? Uh, we already know we love them. We we love to hate. We love to hate them. Ken Conkey. Why Miss the tragedy and trauma growing <laughs> up in the one. From afar, watching it all go down, waiting to make his move, waiting just to see the right time. Um, Which is any time. I mean, if he acted a little sooner, then you know, right. some people might have died. He finally shows up as the black dog is almost about to die. He steps in and ends up. Well, actually, I thought her ass was dead. Her in on in on the red the devil ate like shit. He got blaster point blank in his stomach. But he, he made it out. But he was a little too late to get to um, Yoshimura. Yeah. Bro, they they jumped the shit out of that man. Nice. I know it's not really sad because he is like a super, like a double S rated. What's triple, the top? triple S. Triple S rated goal. But y'all, the one eye out ends up dying. But it was hard. It was not easy for them to get him down. Bro, it took him like five people. And then he still fucked them up. He did fuck them up. But after that one night owl dies. <laughs> Why do you have to say it like that? So now they know. Oh, well, I mean um it was revealed in Yoshimura's backstory that he had a, a child. Um and you know, if you go by the laws of genetics and everything, the father passed on I guess you could say a version of his cognate to his child. So there's not only there's not one one out owl. There's a second one out owl. Yeah. So bigger, stronger than Yoshimura. Yes. A bigger one out owl comes and like knocks the CG CCG out the way, fucks everybody up, but in that group of people was Shinuhara and Juzo. Hold up. Yeah, because Juzo, Juzo, I mean, let me go back. Let me go back a little bit because we got to talk a little bit more about how the one night owl died because it was just, it, it shouldn't have been, I guess it wasn't easy. But Juzo is the reason. Little Juzo. Bro, he was open ass. Is the reason that Yoshimura is dead. He was fucking up. I mean, the whole group kind of was going there. They was like, Ganging up on them, which, by the way, is what you're supposed to do, guys. Like, there was a big person in a fight, and a bunch of little people get up on that person. Don't just have one person fighting somebody. Like, y'all keep going, don't give up. Yeah. And that's what they did. They kept going. I will say, it was more of them. I will say, if Power Rangers never taught me anything, it taught me one thing that if it takes five, if it take five motherfuckers to uh, beat this dude ass, then that's just what it is. Yeah. Because, you know, good guys, strength and numbers. Nice guys finish last. And bad guys get their ass with about five people. Exactly. So, but rest in peace, Shinohara, the one-eyed owl, or a one-eyed owl. Yeah. Um, But when this second bigger, better one-eyed owl comes down, he ends up kind of fucking up Shinohara. Um, I think he ended up in a coma. He ends up in some sort of coma. So when this is happening, oh yeah, I gotta go back. When he knocked them down, me and Chris, me and Chris was like, "Let the bodies hit the floor." Right, and then you get the little scene after um the second one out owl um fucks up Shimahara. You got Juzo. He's out of weapons. His leg is uh, either cut off or broke, and he's just trying to trying to get him, and he just punches, just yes. punches him like little love times. Juzo just keep hitting him, and the dude, the one night out is like laughing, like oh that tickles. Like Juzo is so pissed. 
Um, cause you know, she knew how to, like, you know, she knew how to, it's basically like Juzo's dad. So to see him basically laying there dying or fighting for his life, Juzo is pissed off. So he keeps fighting and hitting at the um, one-eyed owl. I kept wondering why didn't the one-eyed owl kill Juzo? I think uh, at that point it really wasn't about killing them. It was more so getting Yoshimura's body. Okay. And that's, okay, getting the one-eyed owl's body. And then Arma shows up. Um, He's a top CCG agent, and he starts fighting the bigger owl. Um, Can you tell us more about Arma? So, yeah, Arma, um, since we're not going into seasons three and four, um, Arma is actually on the cool side, I guess you could say. He's what is known as the um, the One-Eyed King, which is, in what we find out is the fact that the One-Eyed King is actually the person that is supposed to bridge that gap of bringing ghouls and humans together. So okay. a Gary Tree, all this is like a big plot between Arma and the second One-Eyed Ghoul. Like, so their whole little fight is all choreographed. Like, they know what's going to happen. Okay. And so, it's... Guess what, guys? CCG is full of ghouls and thousands. <laughs> so, they end that fake fight and making it as if Armand defeated the second one at goal. Right. Right. But that's not true. But we move on and... So, um, Kaneki, he's still out there, guys. And this is all happening all at the same time. Yes, remember, it's different little battles going on, different places. It makes um, you think how big the Tony Award is. It's, it's, it's probably like Richmond. This shit is huge. <laughs> probably like just a regular little city. Who knows? Um, Amon and Kaneki end up coming face-to-face one last time, y'all. They got to do a good <coughs> time for the season. Amon and Kaneki. They go face-to-face, but mind you, Amon is in, C- in full CCG mode. He has a group of the other um, agents behind him. And it's just Kaneki ghoul self by himself. Um, and they come face-to-face. Kaneki's like, are you going to let me through? Basically, Amon, they ain't letting him through. So they start fighting. Um, and when they start fighting, it's like just a regular battle at first, but in my mind, it seems as if, excuse me, Kaneki and Amon like kind of have some sort of mutual respect or understanding for each other. Um, Amon seemed to have sympathized with Kaneki ever since that first meeting when Kaneki still was battling whether he was, you know, full ghoul or not. Because um, he was crying, he didn't, that's back when Connor, he didn't want to hurt anybody. He didn't want to kill anybody. Um, he was just still trying to figure out his ghoulish ways um, when Amon first met him. So to see the transition from that to now, Amon is just like, you know, pissed or mad. And not even just the fact that he'll ghoul, just the fact that I guess he, for a split second, thought he might have been different. But to him, he's, you know, the worst or the same. Um but regardless of that, um, <laughs> Kaneki ends up basically kind of whooping his ass. Yeah. It was it was split because it was split. I because like you know, Alon was the body that was in the middle of the street. Yeah, but Kaneki didn't didn't come out unscathed. True, he was. Um, which hurt. He, which he didn't hit that. See inconsistencies like that because he didn't heal from that at all. I mean, he wasn't... He didn't heal that fast. He right? didn't heal that fast because well, a little later, he's still holding that wound. He's holding that wound. So after the fight with Amon and Kaneki, he is in pain, and he ends up going off to a spot um, which is very familiar to him. He ends up breaking into Anteku to hide out rest for a while. Um, and and Amon's, um, you know, he, he was laying out in the middle of the street. And 
the other agents are trying to find out where he is, and someone end up ends up going to find him. Motto, his his partner yeah. ends up going to look for him, and his body is not there, y'all. It's just his queen, cake. His body is not on the floor. He is not there. And I was gonna say, was he dead or was he? Would he crawl off somewhere? Do you know what happened with Amon? With Amon's body? Oh, I do. I do. I don't know if I should tell him. Maybe just make him watch uh, seasons and three and four. Have to watch seasons three and four for that. And remember, if you want us to, we'll talk about it on Patreon. If you subscribe to Patreon, <laughs> if you want, we'll make you a Patreon video. Okay. But um, so yeah, we don't know what happens to Amon. I know. I know. If you want me to tell you. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So, but this is what I was saying. Like, it's inconsistent because we know that Kaneki can heal, regenerate, and everything. But when he goes to back to Untangle, he passes out. He did pass out for a little while. I mean, maybe he just gave his ass a run for his money, and he just took him a little longer. Could be because Amon was pissed. I mean, everybody's pissed at this point. Um, he finally wakes up and um, he wakes up to somebody boiling him a cup of coffee. Hide is there, guys. Hide was hiding out in the coffee shop. Um, he ends up making... Hide got fucked up, too. Yeah, Hide was um, injured. Because we didn't even tell you guys, Hide was out there in the battle being nosy. He is not a CCG agent. So, so where the fuck did he get the armor from? I don't from? know where he get that uniform from. Hide, Kaneki's best friend, we've talked about him on the show before. Um, he was working for the CCD as far as delivering their mail with packages um, and being nosy and being friendly with them. Um, but he somehow ends up getting, snabbing, grabbing, stealing, I don't know how, getting a CCG uniform. And he's out there. He ain't really fighting, but he like hiding out, just being nosy. Um, and he well, ends up, he got you know, hurt look, he's, He was looking for Kaneki. He was looking for Kaneki, but he got hurt. Yeah. How did he get hurt? Um, damn, I can't remember, but uh, the supposed figure, the figurehead of a Gary Tree, I can't think of his name, after he took out um, Takizawa, mm-hmm. little Hide. It, it, oh, yeah, he did turn his attention to him, but. But Hide, like, walked out of, like, the shadows. Like, he was hidden. If he just stayed there, he would have been fine, but. He saw Takazawa get killed and, you know, he's like, Takazawa, no. And then he gets fucked up. He did. And he, like I said, he was in the coffee shop. Um, I don't know if he was waiting for Kaneki to get there. I do. I did like how they they did the scenes with the blood dripping. I'm like, okay, well, we know Kaneki is fucked up. Like, the whole time in that scene with um, Kaneki, he in a coffee shop in the beginning. You just you randomly see blood dropping and hitting the floor, and remind you that Kaneki's hurt and holding the side of his hip. So we're assuming that Kaneki is hurt because that whole time he they just walking and talking normal. I didn't really pay right. attention or see anything tripping from him. I thought it was Kaneki bleeding. But if you pay attention, they show little glimpses of his wound. Mm. Like, you have to, like, sit there and look. Mm-hmm. Like, the gray of the uniform, it, it is a dark stain. And after um, Hide explains, like, how he knew from jump and how he was trying to protect everybody at Onteku and everything, which if Kaneki had just told Hide, right. or, you know, they came to a conclusion, a compromise, like, if they, if they had just sat and talked, Hide would have been dead. Right. Kaneki would have had to go to a Gary Tree to protect Hide and everybody else, and everything would have been fine. Right. But it didn't happen. Hide was trying to protect. And then it's also Hide's fault. If he had told him that, you know, I overheard, I I wasn't knocked out when Nishke knocked my ass out. I was playing dead. I overheard everything, and I know you're a fool, and this is what I was trying to do. Right. Hide wouldn't have had the fate that he had. Right. Which his fate was he died, y'all. He they died in the coffee shop. Um 
he passed out. He basically died in Kaneki's arms. Um, I feel like that was a moment where Kaneki just was like, you know what? It's been a fuck enough. Like his very, he's lost too much at this point. His very fucking friend, his very best friend, who's basically like his fucking brother, um, died in his arms and all from this whole situation of him being a ghoul. So, of course, he thinks it's his fault. Um, it kind of is. It kind of is his fault. Um, so, he picks up P. Day's body and starts walking out. But when I see him picking up his body and walking out, the building's on fire. We don't know. This fire we, is fire. we don't know. They, it was not shown. It wasn't addressed. It was, and at the same time that Hide and Kaneki, you know, we finally have Toga on running up to Hunteko, and it's already on fire. Yes, Toga runs up. She sees the building on fire, and she sees Kaneki walking out with Hide's body in his hands. And it's just a sad scene. Like, she runs up. She's trying to catch up to um, Kaneki as he's walking down the street. Um, but she never really catches up to him. Another common thing. Because, but also, this time she was blocked. Um, Good old Yamo. Yamo ends up coming in and stopping her from, from um, stopping him, basically. It seems like... It seems like the older generation, like Yamo, maybe even Yushimura and all that kind of understood why Kaneki joined Alberry Tree. And they understood like he had to do what he needed to do. Oh, everybody kind of foresaw or maybe even projected a fate onto Kaneki. Because mm-hmm. as we get into what happens after, because I, I don't want to, I want to do the one of the last scenes justice because I'm not going to lie, you're going to get mad when I say it, but the first time seeing it, seeing um, Kaneki walk um, Hide's body through the city, and then you got um, um, Rival playing in the background. You cried. I sure did. Of course you did. I sure did. He didn't cry at our wedding, though. Why the fuck you got to tell the people that, though? Because you didn't cry at our wedding. You cry on animes. It's sad. That was a happy time. People cried happy tears. I cried. I know, but you cry about everything. I do cry about everything. I'm a cancer. That's what we do. Happy belated birthday to me, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My birthday was Thursday, guys. Happy belated birthday. My birthday was Friday. Friday. July 22nd. My birthday was Friday. I don't know. Whatever. Um, Yeah, shout out to all the cancers. That are listening. Um, so. But yeah, so we got Kaneki going and through the And the music story. starts in the background. Like you have, y'all have to watch it. Unraveled. That's such a great song. And they know when, and they know when, funny. they know when exactly to play that shit to get the they most uh, impact. I kind of want to watch. I might watch that later. Yes. I love that scene. I'm just gonna watch that one scene. Yes, like I, I love it. that scene. Like it's, I rewatched the season just to get to that scene. That and go to Patreon if you want a reaction video of us watching the scene, and maybe you'll get to see Chris cry. Um, yeah. You're yeah. gonna force it for you will cry for the money. Okay. Damn right. <laughs> but uh, so after Kaneki, and then oh man, I can't do the scene justice. Cause you see, you have to, it's really no way for us to do the do the scene justice of talking about it. Like you guys need to watch this damn show. Cause you you got all the the CCGs licking their wounds, counting their dead, trying to find people, and they all notice that Kaneki's the eye patch, the centipede, is walking through with a body in his hand, and y'all, he basically turns himself in. Kaneki turns himself into the CCG. I hope for Armand to kill him. Allegedly. And that's how season two ends. I'm telling you, go watch this series, y'all. I'm so serious. Like, it is really good. I think you would literally enjoy it. I think it'll be good for even our first uh, of someone that's trying to get into anime because this, you know what? They're making live actions of a lot of stuff. This show can be a live action. Oh, no, they did it. It didn't do well. 
wait, wait, wait. Yes, there's a live You're action. You're telling me it's a live action Tokyo Ghoul and I haven't seen it. Because it didn't do well. I, I don't care how well it did. I want to see it. I mean, if you want to see it, I guess I'll stomach through it, but... I want to see it. I'm going to watch it. Is it hell up? Does it... So it's a movie or show? It's a movie. Okay, it's a does movie. it channel from season one to season four? Is I don't it, know if it goes story? to... I don't know if it goes to all the way to season three and four, but it goes up to the first movie goes up to um kind of keep biting um by Arma and um right before Kaneki gets tortured and everything. I don't know if the second part goes to him getting tortured and all that. I didn't want to see it after. Yeah, that's that bad. I'm gonna watch it. I have to find it, but I watched it before. Y'all can request anything, any extras y'all want. Just just let us know what you want. And Except y'all want for the any Dragon Ball Z live action movie, I refuse to watch that, and you shouldn't try to torture us with that. That's a no. Any extra content that you guys might want, of course, we'll be making it and putting some stuff on there on our own, but we love suggestions. We want to know what you guys like and what you don't like. So, well, you keep what you don't like to yourself. But... Y'all can go to our um, email, our Twitter, and our Instagram, Q and Anime Pod at Outlook.com, IG, Q and Anime Pod, Twitter, Twitter, Q and Anime Pod. And we're on all the platforms Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts. Is that Amazon? Spotify. Is that Amazon? Amazon. Yeah, we on all that. You name so, it. You name it, we got it. And if we but, don't got it, name it so we can get it. But once again, guys, thank you for taking this journey with us. Next week, we will be um, discussing Kiki's Delivery Service. Um, and now, this week, I want to introduce you to a new segment that we have from your boy Chris Stylish. Here is the Stylish Corner. So this all this whole podcast started off with us doing anime, but it's it's more than that. It's video games, it's manga, it's comics, it's it's whatever. So with this little segment, I just want to talk about a little bit of news. Um, first off, I guess uh, we'll go with uh, the manga. We've got no, no, no. We, we, we got um, Black Clover coming off of hiatus, uh, I believe, the 30th. They had a, they're about to start their final arc, and that's another manga that I'm very into. Uh, you got your boy Asta. You got Uno. You got Yami. We, we got some big things going on that front. Uh, it's the final arc, and I believe it's going to be starting off on a year or two-year time skip. So we get to see these characters more mature and see how everything's going on in that world. Uh, another manga that is finally coming off a hiatus, uh, just saw yesterday that Mr. Tagashi has finished writing 10 chapters of Hunter Hunter. And that shit has been on hiatus for God knows how long. I think it's been two, two, three years since we've got a new issue in that. So it's going to be really exciting to read up what Kiriapika uh, is going on with the Session War, what's going on the Black Blackwell. Um, I think that's it for manga. Uh, then we have. Oh, 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 oh. The Yu Yu Hakusho live action, which uh, we touched on a little bit of live action adaptations. Netflix has Yu Yu Hakusho coming out, and I believe they showed the four main protagonists of uh, Yusuke, Kurobara, Hiei, and Karama, how they're going to be living in the show. When I saw Yusuke, I was like, okay, I'm cool. When I saw Karama, I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. Then they had to show who plays he and what he looks like and it's a no for me like just the way that they cast the he and then they showed Cobra sometime last week and it's like 
I know he's the person that they should have got Blake Griffin. Like it's like you can't give us Blake Griffin and not have him be cool bar. That that man is cool bar and personified. And um, the last thing I'm gonna touch on, and then I'm gonna let you guys go, is the um, recently announced um, Trigon remake. And this is a little a little heartbreaking because I really was excited when I heard it. Then I saw screenshots and the animation direction that they're going is a no. I don't understand why a lot of anime is going to this CGI computer generated like art style. And personally, the old school is much more pleasing to my eyes, but yeah, that's coming out and it's already, unless the story is good, I'm already writing it off as a dumpster fire. But um, that's all I got for you. Um, Once again, I just want to thank everybody out there that's listening, that's um, rating us, that's uh, following us. Thank you so much. It means so much to both of us. And um, if you like this segment, if you don't, please let me know so we can try to find something that, you know, everybody's into. We're going to be trying to bring as much content and segments as we can. Um, So thank you. Thanks for listening to Q&Anime. Our cover art is by Denise Williams. Our music is by OBP Musical. Right now, the show is sponsored by us. So any business inquiries, go to our email at qandanimepod at outlook.com. Also, you can hit up our socials, Instagram and Twitter at qandanimepod. Thanks for listening.